Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Right. This is the podcast for the Center of Human Rights at RSIL. I'm Zoha Shahid and I'm joined today by Ms. Aisha Mughal, I'm the first transgender person to work at the Ministry of Human Rights. She serves as the coordinator of the National Implementation Committee on Transgender Rights and she has represented Pakistan in a national delegation at the CEDAW Committee at the UN as well. Hi Aisha, thank you for being here. Um, so before start generally going into this discussion, I just wanted to know how your journey has been up to the Ministry of Human Rights. Um, what have you done before the ministry? How has your experience at the ministry helped in integrating transgender rights within um, the general government framework and general government priorities? Okay. Um, thank you uh, for inviting me to your uh, show and to your office. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, so I am, I think I would uh, label myself as someone who is um, you know who is very passionate about human rights, and um, I have been trans rights activist for more than seven years now. Uh, and um, you know, so before joining the ministry, I have worked on you know with different organizations in different capacity. I have uh, you know taught at different institutions. Mm-hmm. I've taught uh, as visiting faculty in. You know, the reputed universities um, of the country um, and I also you know I, I became part of uh, the development sector uh, I think, uh, back in 2015 mm-hmm. um, so I have always been working in the capacity of you know of, of an activist mm-hmm. but uh, two years ago when I joined the ministry it was it was a great opportunity to understand how government works mm-hmm. uh, because you know one and once you're having a profile of an activist, yeah. you are always the one who is pushing the government to to work or for human rights. Mm. Uh, and then uh, when you join uh, the government, when you become part of the government machinery, that is when you know you um, get to learn a lot. You get to know the other side of the story. Mm. Uh, so I think the experience has been great working with the ministry. Yeah. And generally, um. What was the reaction of the transgender community at that time? Of course, it's a it's a stepping stone and it's a great achievement for the community because someone's representing their interests in the government, and um, it is a stepping stone towards integration of the community as well. So, what was the general response there? What were the general um, frameworks and projects that you have started at the ministry as well for the community? Um, so, the general response has been great. Mm-hmm. I have received a lot of appreciation from uh, all the transgender organizations in the mm-hmm. country, yeah. uh, from all the activists that are working, because mm-hmm. I think it is a ray of hope for every one of us. Exactly. Uh, because for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. even um, since the inception of Pakistan, yeah. we did not see transgender people working in any government ministry, exactly. in any government organization. So, mm-hmm. I think um, um, after my uh, uh, joining yeah. the ministry two years ago, uh, there has been a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we see lots of people in different positions, yeah. in different government organizations. Mm-hmm. So I think that has also changed the negative stereotype. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so I think the impact has been great. And uh, I think it is moving towards normalization. Yeah. yeah. Equal opportunity is not an alien concept. It just needs to be exactly. there. Exactly. I mean, when I see when uh, every day I go to mm-hmm. the office when yeah. I'm in that building mm-hmm. where we have I think more than 
seven or eight village streets. Exactly. Uh, so people, you know, do get sensitized mm-hmm. and they, when they see transit a person coming yeah. every day mm-hmm. in the office building. Yeah. Uh, so that changes their perception. Exactly. Because uh, before that, trans people uh, only saw transit people in you know on roads or on on um, on vulnerable positions. Mm-hmm. But now when they see transit people teaching in a university, working in a government organization. The you know the, the the narrative changes, the perception yeah. changes. Ipor, yeah. um, I think I was very interested when um, I saw you at the CDOC committee. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the um, situ- like places where I myself was very proud, and and mm-hmm. it was a game changer because we've never seen something like that. Yeah. How was that experience? How did the committee respond to it? Well, that that was I think one of the um, you know, um, memorable mm-hmm. moments of my life. Yeah. It was it was a really proud moment mm-hmm. because you're representing um, the government. Exactly. Because um, you know, so since 2015, I've been traveling around the world, mm-hmm. but in the capacity of an activist. Yeah. I had been to UN Geneva mm-hmm. before as well, mm-hmm. but this time it was uh, you're you're representing very different. Pakistan. Was representing yeah. the government of Pakistan, being part of the state delegation was yeah. a great honor mm-hmm. and. For that, I'm really, really grateful to the Ministry of Human Rights and to our secretary, um, Ms. Rabe Javiri Amla, who took this initiative and you know made me part of this national delegation. Definitely. It was um, on a personal level, it was a great learning experience mm-hmm. because you know uh, we were preparing the presentations and the report, the CEDAW report, and then we mm-hmm. were you know, um, uh, and then we went to the UN. We defended. Uh, the country. So I think, it's, I think it's a really proud moment where you are, you know, yeah. uh, representing your government. And I think it's a great yeah. step for inclusion, and it is the way to go. Yes, it's a great the right I, direction. I, exactly, because that uh, this step has made Pakistan the first country in the world exactly. which had a, tra- a legally recognized transgender mm-hmm. woman as part of the national delegation. Exactly. So I think um, so. I, uh, I mean, this is uh, a great precedent, and. Um, I'm hoping that this would continues con- this continues yeah. and we would see uh, more trans inclusion mm-hmm. in, in government organizations and at workplace. Definitely. Um, again, um, it's uh, we've seen that in Pakistan we've had landmark judgments. The Supreme Court has um, stated that Nadra could recommendations be and and we've seen these judgments. We've seen these translated into the Transgender um, Protection Act as well. We've seen that rules we have introduced So in terms of legislation, we see positive action has, has actually taken place. But ground reality, kya hai? What what are the concerns of the community right now? Um, what are what on the grassroots level are the major issues that the community is facing, and where do we go from here? Um, I mean, in two thousand eighteen, we got the transfer law passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a great step yes. uh, because it's very good legislation mm-hmm. has made Pakistan a very progressive country yeah. in terms of transgender rights. Mm-hmm. But you're very, very right that um, the, the important concern is about the implementation of the law. So uh, since 2018, the Ministry of Human Rights have taken several initiatives for yeah. the implementation of the act. Um, we have drafted the rules of the act. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have drafted the guidelines for police. We have drafted guidelines for healthcare providers. Uh, we have conducted several consultations with yeah. with police, with with all the relevant government, uh, you know, institutions, mm-hmm. um, in order to uh, make them understand what are you know the transgender issues and how every department should uh, develop their own policies right. for the implementation of the app. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I think we still have a long way to go uh, because you know um, um, it takes time mm-hmm. to implement laws. Yeah. 
And uh, the major concern of the transgender community right now is the safety and security because we see um, that there, you know, there's um, increasing number of violence cases that are exactly. against trans people, they are murders, they, uh, recently there was an acid attack on a transgender person as well. So I think it is something which, um, so that is the first priority. The community wants security, safety. And then we, uh, the community uh, wants economic opportunities, economic opportunities yes. jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also like to add over here is that the Ministry of Human Rights uh, is also the first uh, government institution which has created uh, 18 great job opportunities specifically for transgender people. Yeah. So I think this is a very good step mm-hmm. and um, uh, other government organizations, other ministries yeah. should also, you know, um, uh, open exactly. uh, opportunities, if not uh, job opportunities for mm-hmm. transgender people. I think it is it is with practice and it, yeah. it is with setting these precedents that ministries can then generally understand. Okay, this works. Yes, exactly. you can have transgender people in in offices working mm-hmm. like anyone anybody else because generally like exclusion uh, exclusion is extent the judge ki Okay, you have um you just have this general idea that. Inclusion is not possible anymore, which of course is something that we have to work yeah. towards. Um, but again, I was um, giving the act a read as well, and I see that the act is very well drafted. Yeah. Act can the coffee rights say right to health ki baat ho hai, yeah. right to access public spaces ki baat hai. There's a right to education and all of that, um, which is excellent. But and we again, when we look at Islamabad, maybe we see that zada sensitization. We see there's more inclusion, there are more campaigns that are happening here. Do you see the same happening in all other areas of Pakistan as well? Um, uh, yes, I, uh, I've seen, I mean, I've been part of uh, these national nationwide training mm-hmm. consultations. Right. Um, so, in, I think every major city in Islamabad, in Lahore, in Karachi, in Peshawar. Uh, we have translate organizations that are doing amazing work. Um, but yes, I think we need to have more uh, penetration into mm-hmm. other cities. Yeah. Um, so, so I think uh, because you know social change takes time, Definitely. and this is something which needs uh, uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. So these consultations, these workshops, these awareness campaigns yeah. uh, have to be very consistent and mm-hmm. effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, as I said earlier, that we have a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that at least we are moving in the right direction. Exactly. Uh, government is supportive, government mm-hmm. institutions are supportive, mm-hmm. social food departments of every province, they are supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and trans activists, we have wonderful trans activists working right. in Pakistan in every major city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I think I uh, hope to have more collaboration and a very strong network in all the uh, uh, you know, um, uh, organizations. Right. There have to be a strong coordination mechanism mm-hmm. within the government organizations as well as um, right. you know, with, uh, I mean, among government and the mm-hmm. civil society. There have to be a strong coordination mechanism for effective implementation. Makes sense. Um, speaking of the government, we see that women, children, transgender rights are a government priority right now. But within these themes, specifically for transgender persons and from the perspective of the government, what do you think the priorities are like at present? The priorities of the government? Hmm. Okay, so I'm not a government employee. I, I, yeah. I won't be able to comment on that. Okay. The priorities. Uh, but 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 in recent years, transgender hmm. has been, you know... Um, or from the perspective focused. of the ministry as well. What what themes do you see are a priority within the transgender community? 
See, um, you know, overall human rights is something new to Pakistan. Mm. And in 2012, the National Commission for Human Rights was established. Right. Uh, and now we have, you know, the Ministry of Human Rights as well. Mm. So I think uh, uh, human rights uh, generally is uh, is getting popularity among mm. people. Now we have, you know, we have this social media, which is very influential. Exactly. People are vocal about their rights. So I think in, in recent years, um, there is a lot of change in terms of human rights, in terms of feminism. We have you know these uh, campaigns. We have all of March. So the you know so such kind of um, uh, social awareness and campaigns they do highlight the areas where work has to be done. Uh, and I think um, and you know for the past two years I've been seeing the Ministry of Human Rights taking initiatives on several issues. Right. You know, there have been. Uh, Zainab Alert Bill was part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been different uh, now um, apps that are launched, right. uh, which are you know for the uh, usage of uh, grassroots level communities. Mm-hmm. They need to have access to all these uh, institutions. I mean, right. see what I have realized is that um, in Pakistan, mm-hmm. even the educated people did not know about the institutions that are present exactly. to safeguard their rights and mm-hmm. people. Uh, should be aware of these organizations mm-hmm. about the Ministry of Human Rights, yeah. about National Commissions for mm-hmm. Human Rights, about the National Commission on Status of Women. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to raise awareness about these yeah. institutions where I think every um, uh, citizen of the country can get mm-hmm. access to justice right. free of cost. For example, I think um, yeah. generally mistrust Joe mm-hmm. exists in mm-hmm. government institutions yes. that has plagued us now. Yeah. So when we think about remedial um, mm. sort of mechanisms, we never think, oh, the government will be able to help us. Yes. But bringing, and that brings me to my next point. In my, again, research, I found that there is a commissioner for children and transgender persons, yes. that's a federal groups person. How well do you think that is working? Is it um, efficient? Is it adequate? Um, do you know of any complaints that have actually gone to the commissioner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know the uh, commissioner personally, Sayyidah Vikar Saiba, and she was part of the National Task Force mm-hmm. back in 2017 when we were drafting the transgender law. Right. And she played a very active role in it. And uh, uh, since then, she has received uh, many complaints from the community members, and she's mm-hmm. very helpful. She also, you right. know, helps, uh, uh, she, she comes out of mm-hmm. her uh, comfort zone, mm-hmm. and she also helps personally. Right. Um, so yes, I think that that mm-hmm. that has been a great um, you know uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so you know, uh, I mean, as I said uh, earlier, that the issue is that people do not know about these platforms. I mean, there are very few people who know that uh, the commission of transgender person exists. So this is this is our job. We raise awareness. We reach out to grassroots level community. We conduct you know workshops and capacity building trainings. Uh, in different cities with the transgender community, we let them know that you know these are the institutions, these yeah. are the numbers, these are the helpline where you can call in. And, you know, Within your so, engagements with um, grassroots level communities, have you seen that there's still a mistrust and there's still a reservation that they will not access government institutions for help? There is, because mm-hmm. see, um, these legal developments mm-hmm. have been something you know these are new to the community. Right. I mean. Since the inception of Pakistan, transgender people were always neglected. Exactly. Uh, they do not, uh, you know, have trust on mm-hmm. the government machineries because yeah. uh, because of their sense. bad experiences. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, uh, as I said, you know, it's been only three years that we have a law. Yeah. Uh, the government is still working on the policies. 
so it will take time. Hmm. The transgender community, the grass level community would take some time to you know develop a trust. Right. So yeah. So when you actually go to them and, and you say okay, these institutions do exist and you can take your problems to them, what is their first reaction generally? Uh, I think um, most of them for for I mean for most of them this is something new. Right. I mean they some of them get excited, some mm-hmm. of them, you know, for them it's a ray of hope mm-hmm. that okay that now we are not alone. We mm-hmm. have you know people, we so have our representatives yeah. in the government, mm-hmm. we have uh, you know, our law, we have the rights. Right. Um, but I think it varies from person to person. Mm-hmm. It varies from, because uh, everybody has a different experience of course. Um, with, with government institutions, mm-hmm. with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, and uh, most importantly, well, I mean, the work that I've been doing mm-hmm. is to educate them about the legal procedures. Right. I mean, if you, you know, because it's very important. Uh, to file a complaint. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever there is an issue of harassment or yeah. there is you know, any kind of violation, you need to follow the right protocols. You need to follow the right procedures, mm-hmm. and that is something which I really want to you know continue working on. Exactly. Because um, now we see that with with the social media, BBC, mm-hmm. you know, immediately people make videos when right. uh, any of their rights is being mm-hmm. violated. Right. But then video making is not. Sufficient. You need to go and you know file an FIR. Exactly. You need to file a complaint. Mm-hmm. Then you need to follow up. So that is also very important that mm-hmm. everybody has to learn um, these yeah. these procedures, mm-hmm. legal procedures, to get their right. And then you have these institutions mm-hmm. who are there to help you um, throughout your processes. I mean, you can approach the helper of the ministry, which is one zero nine nine. You can, you know, um, reach reach out to uh, uh, the national commissions yeah. for human rights. You can reach out to the transgender commissioner. Mm-hmm. So we need to, uh, you know, raise awareness about mm. these institutions. Of course. Um, again, talking about the police, um, when you engage with the police and you carry out your sensitization and awareness campaigns, what is their general reaction? Because we do see that police say there's always a reservation. Yeah. There are countless cases of violence against transgender persons. Yes. But we do see that um, there's no end result. Mm-hmm. And going and uh, pay, we don't really see an actual mm-hmm. remedial action taken against these. So, police with your engagements, mein, what do you think um, can I be think uh, police with your engagements, what do you think can be done? I think it's not just for every citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our, our legal system has to be improved, police right. investigation has to be improved because our um, we have a case, we have a IO, investigating officer. Um, you know, because he is not a civil servant, he's not a CSP qualified. So I think um, uh, you need to educate um, uh, the police uh, uh, in terms of human rights. Mm-hmm. And I think the ministry has a lot of Even NGOs are very much active and they are training police on child rights, on transgender rights, mm-hmm. on the rights of women. Yeah. Um, so there are interventions happening, mm-hmm. but I think there has to be a con- I mean there mm-hmm. has to be consistency. Yeah. And uh the trans community ki baat hai, the trans community experience with the with with the police. Exactly. Uh, because I have also worked with the National Commission for Human Rights three mm-hmm. years ago. So I used to get complaints from mm-hmm. the community members yeah. ke, yeah. ke hai, please exactly. please follow them. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially jo, Check post pay hone, because you know they um, uh, they face problems. Right. Uh, but I think now uh, 
with the awareness, yeah. with, with these police consultations and sensitization workshops happening, mm. uh, things are changing. Yeah. But I think um, the situation is not perfect mm. yet. We have to... Of course, you know, well, yeah, I think with any movement, we see there are years and years of yeah. effort that are required. I think police, police is something... Um, because you uh, police interact with police, you have any issues, so I think. Yeah. Police has to play a very important role, mm-hmm. very responsible role in it, and, uh, and I think just the uh, top management change or our IG saying they are very resp- responsive. Right. They they gave us feedback when mm-hmm. we you know drafted the police guidelines mm-hmm. on behalf of the Ministry of Human Rights. But I think uh, the entire every layer of police needs mm-hmm. to be sensitized, exactly. especially the ones who are on the roads or the checkpoints mm-hmm. who you know they have to. Um, be sensitive right. uh, in terms of how they have to address a transgender person, mm-hmm. how they have to conduct the body search. The right. um, whole because I would also like to share this experience mm-hmm. that you know when we were having one of these consultations at the ministry yeah. with the police authorities, mm-hmm. so they were you know very much um, uh, they would said that you know uh, we have to do the body search. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I asked them that okay because when I, most of uh, the the checkpoints that we see in Islamabad. Yeah. Uh, you would not find a female police exactly. officer. Yeah. So I asked them, okay, so if there is a car and you know car is you know, pa- uh, passing through the check post mm-hmm. and if you are suspicious about that car, mm-hmm. if that car has female uh, passengers, then how would you check them? You exactly. know, uh, no male police officer would uh, do, do the body yeah. search of females. Mm-hmm. Then why you have to, you know, conduct the body search of transgender exactly. persons, right? right? So then, you know, we, we had a long debate and then at the end they were, okay, we accepted this idea that okay, right. they should treat transgender women uh, as women. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. more at this point is, it's a concept that has to be talked about. Yeah. The more you talk about it, the more you discuss it, the more you let people know that this is what is normal and this is what is not normal and yeah. this is how you need to act and this is how you don't need to act. Exactly. I mean, it's very important to, uh, you know, respect the dignity of every human. Exactly. I mean, the trans right. people have the same dignity as exactly. man and woman. Exactly. Uh, I think that, that is what we are working on. Yeah. Um, because that is the essence of the movement. Yeah, exactly. You have to finally understand that every human being has dignity and humanity attached exactly. to them and you need to respect that. Um, but coming to that, um, so I was again reading on um, the Transgender Rights Act and, and it's again a very progressive piece of legislation. Um, the concept of gender identity in it is, is very interesting and I understand that Nadra now allows you to choose a neutral gender identity, right? Um, and pehle when the Supreme Court um, passed a judgment, there was a recommendation that there should be a medical certificate attached to that change, right? Um, and now the act is not required. But we see, and I have sort of read examples of how people had to provide medical certificates to Nadra just to get their gender identity changed. So practicality, may is this something that is happening? See, uh, it's a very important question. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you asked it. Um, so Nadra has a clear policy yeah. because um, and the policy says that any person who identifies as trans in the person mm-hmm. can get uh, his or her CNIC changed yeah. from M or F to X. Exactly. Uh, X is the trans category. And for yeah. that, no medical uh, certificates are exactly. required. This is what law says. Mm-hmm. And Nadra also has, has this policy. Yeah. But I also, you know, receive complaints from, mm-hmm. you know, far-flung areas from the backward cities. Right. Where transgender, oh, sorry, where Nadra officials are not 
familiar with the class of the act. Mm. They're not familiar with the class and regulative policies. Right. So I think this is uh, the task of Nadra now that they have to sensitize their So they basically every, come uh, up with these policies themselves. Yeah. They think, oh, I think we should get a medical certificate for this change to yeah, happen. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, the, the problem is we have the law, mm. we have this policy. Yeah. But unfortunately, the government organizations are not aware of it. I would like to share my own examples yeah. because I, uh, after the law, mm-hmm. I, I changed my CNIC, I changed my legal name, right. I and then um, I had to change my passport because mm-hmm. once you change your CNIC, you have to change all of your documents. Exactly. So when I went to the passport office and mm-hmm. that, that that person was, uh, you know, 17th grade mm-hmm. assistant director, mm-hmm. but he was so irresponsible. You know, right. he just looked at me and said that you know what, I mean, we cannot do that. And then I had to, you know, um, uh, educate him that right. there is this law. And you have to do Yeah. It. So, oh. me, you know, I'm, I'm an empowered transgender woman exactly. working in the ministry. I had to face that problem. Mm. And then now imagine a trans person who is yeah. not educated. Yeah. You know, that, you know. Or doesn't even I mean, have the confidence yeah, to she go would have been, you know, she would have been harassed by those right. officials. Right. So, this is the problem that the government organizations um, are not, you know, aware of the law. Right. Exactly. So we. This is what I. And I think this is the responsibility of every organization. Exactly. I mean, this is the now uh, the chairman of Nadra should you know um, uh, you know build the capacity of the, yeah. of all the Nadra employees. Hmm. Uh, passport office should you know educate their staff. So now this is the responsibility of every yeah. government department that they have to uh, build the capacity of yeah. the employees so that they can understand how they have to treat a transgender person. Right. Yeah. Because. Having an identity card, a passport, is is the first step to inclusion. Exactly, it leads to everything else. So I think um, it again is depending on government officials and, and ministries and these organizations to now sort of understand the law and implement it and enforce it as much as possible as well. But that takes me to another question, which is that within the act, there's clearly um, right to employment here. Yeah. And, and it says that it is unlawful for you to discriminate on the pers- on the basis of someone's gender and identity, etc. But there's penalty mentioned in that way. If you do discrimination, then what will So how do you tell people that oh, this is what you're going to face if you discriminate? What is so, the, uh, how you have the law right this loophole which is mm-hmm. in the law and now um, provincial laws are being made right. uh, of, uh, you know, have, uh, the law for Punjab and law for Sindh mm-hmm. are uh, under the process of drafting mm-hmm. and, and part of these consultations are happening and this right. is what we have highlighted in them that they mm-hmm. need to uh, put penalties. some penalties right. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, see because the, the federal law of the first mm-hmm. uh, of legal documents. Right. So it, it, it does have some, you know, areas of improvement. Yeah. So this is one area of improvement. Uh, but I think with with you know with with such platforms like your you know like mm-hmm. we are doing today, we right. need to raise this awareness. Exactly. Um, and you know when we talk about uh, implementation, we cannot only hold uh, government institutions accountable. Mm-hmm. I think even the private sector, even exactly. the corporate sector, yeah. need to uh, you know upgrade their policies, upgrade right. upgrade their. Uh, documents, the mm-hmm. application forms to include transgender people. Exactly. I mean, recently I applied for um, uh, for a position of visiting faculty at mm-hmm. Kamsatz University. Mm-hmm. So Kamsatz is the university where I study from. Right. So uh, when I was filling that online application form, mm-hmm. uh, and when I clicked the column of gender, so they mm-hmm. were only male and female. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately wrote an email to the rector mm-hmm. of Comsats, right. and um, and he, you know, within twenty four hours, 
uh, he responded to my email and uh, he made sure that you know the application form is updated. Mm -hmm. So now the Kapsar University has uh, yeah. you know application. Which is I amazing. Mean, it is amazing. So you know this was a you very see positive response. This was a very responsible mm -hmm. behavior, responsible right. response from, from exactly. the Kapsar inspector and they got their application mm -hmm. forms upgraded. Right. So, you know, so I shared that story on mm -hmm. Twitter, on social media so that right. it can be uh, uh, you know an it's example for other exactly. other institutions to mm -hmm. follow. So I think this so the so these are very small things um, which would increase the inclusiveness. Mm. Uh, trans being a transgender citizen of this country, I am, you know, I have I'm the equal citizen of this exactly. country. The law gives me the right, right. my country gives me the right. But now it's the responsibility of every organization, right. be it government mm. or private, that they need to now implement um, uh, you know, on the yeah. law and they need to amend and you know um, upgrade their right. uh, forms. I think documents. that takes us back to that one idea that you have the constitution, it provides for the equality of citizens yeah. and the constitution is not there only to regulate your state institutions. Yeah. applies equally to everyone. Yeah. So as private organizations, it is upon us. I think in Pakistan, we have a general um, perception that the state is going to create these standards and Edwards is going to follow. But the state has now created these standards. The act itself is a very good standard setting document. So now it is upon us to sort of understand how within our policies we can increase inclusion and increase um, equal opportunity for everyone. Exactly. Um, but again, em employment may we see actual positive action is happening. What do you think education may, what are the biggest problems that the transgender community faces right now? See, uh, um, you know, since the inception of Pakistan, mm -hmm. transgender people were depicted. They were marginalized. Mm -hmm. They were negative stereotypes attached to the mm -hmm. community. Yeah. And even today, there are exactly. uh, negative stereotypes that are prevailing. Mm -hmm. um, so, transgender persons did not have family acceptance and the social acceptance. Right. So when you do not have, as a child, and when you're growing up, you are thrown out of your family, you're right. not having the social support. Mm -hmm. How are you going to pay mm -hmm. for your educational you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, career? How are you right. going to pay the fee of your school and college? So that was the reason mm -hmm. that the transgender community, uh, we find very few people who are educated. Exactly. Right? That was the issue, but now with the growing awareness, I think this issue would be resolved mm -hmm. because uh, with all these interventions, mm -hmm. family acceptance would increase. Right. But I think uh, we still have to work a lot on that right. because even today, it is very difficult for family members to mm -hmm. own their transgender child, exactly. to own their transgender relative, to own their transgender sibling. Right. Um, so I think that is what uh, uh, you know. Uh, it's our future goals exactly. that we have to increase family acceptance mm -hmm. because we do not want any transgender child to be thrown out of their uh, right. family right. Uh, or no transgender person should be emotionally you know forced uh, to an emotionally blackmailed to lose their to, to leave their house exactly because you know even if your family is not asking you to leave the house but you would be you know so embarrassed your relatives would make you embarrassed right. every time yeah. so your neighborhood your your relatives they need to you know uh, be educated they need right. to treat a transgender person as equal and within this process we're basically teaching basic humanity exactly all you need to do is be human be kind. I mean, yes, because you, know, you do not have to judge uh, the capabilities of any person right. on the basis of their gender. Exactly. Uh, my, I mean, you have to judge me on, on the work that I'm doing. Exactly. I mean, if I'm teaching, I, I should be uh, well aware of the subject that I'm teaching. Exactly. My gender doesn't matter. Exactly. Right? So, 
So yeah, so, so these are the of things course. that we need to, um, uh, uh, I mean, this is what mm-hmm. I think, I mean, um, being in, in this human rights mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, um, arena, uh, these are the issues faced by, I think, all of us. I mean, yeah. even uh, women face a exactly. lot of issues. Yeah. There is class ceiling. We, we don't see women on yeah. important positions. Uh, and so, so same is the case with trans people, mm-hmm. that the society needs to uh, come out of the gender, the strict gender roles and the strict, the negative gender stereotyping. And they need to come out of their own understanding of what is normal. Yeah, exactly. We have created such a fake normal for ourselves that we believe everything that falls within this scope is normal and anything outside yeah. is not going to be normal. Yes. Um, but again, that of course, that is a long way to go, right? The, this is our long-term goal. Um, but within short-term goals, do you see that the state can play any role in terms of the right to education for transgender persons or have some projects whereby they can ensure that transgender children actually go to school, get the education? Um, I think this is something which I would want to see. Right. That government should allocate budget for right. the education of transgender people. Mm-hmm. Because see, um, it's all about money. It's all about the right. resources. Exactly. So we talk a lot about human mm-hmm. rights and um, you know about sensitization. But I think practical right. thing, the tangible output comes with 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 the resources, with the with the funds, with the money. So I think it's very important for the government to right. allocate specific budget mm-hmm. for the transgender education. Uh, having said that, I think we should also acknowledge the good steps of, of the government. For for instance. Um, the government has, you know, approved the PC1 for the Transfer Protection Center. So the ministry right. has established the first mm-hmm. uh, federal uh, trans. I mean, uh, the government fed uh, government transfer protection center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the same way government should, you know, have more PC1, have more government funded projects uh, for transgender community, and that there should be a quota in school right. and employment for transgender people. Right. So these are I think, the concrete steps which yes, government right. has to take. It and has the, to be um, the protection center will be based in Islamabad. Yeah, it, ha- it is. It is in Islamabad. Mm-hmm. The building is in H nine four. So I was part of this. Uh, you know, uh, the protection that is center a great process. Initiative. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, I think it's the building has been finalized now, right. and uh, soon it will be launched. Mm-hmm. The hiring process uh, is is you know on its way, yeah. uh, and the first time, as I said, uh, the seventeen and eighteen grade jobs have been created for transgender people specifically. So it's a good good initiative by the Ministry of Human Rights and the government. But we need more uh, such initiatives, and in, you know, in all the other provinces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely, and, yeah. and these, these are job creating opportunities for transgender persons as well. Yeah. So I think this is definitely the way to go. And of course, the ministry has, and this is for the first time that we've seen um, where the Ministry of Human Rights has had transgender persons as a priority. And we've yeah. seen actual concrete steps, steps taken yes. to ensure that transgender people are protected. So that definitely is an achievement. And um, we hope to obviously continue seeing seeing consistency in this. And we hope to see that even if governments change, the same sort of uh, momentum to protect transgender persons continues. Do you think, do you see that happening though? Yeah, I think because um, uh, now, um, as we see that government is taking initiatives, uh, the Ministry of Health launched Mm -hmm. sale cards for the transgender community uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So I think um, uh, the the government institutions are now being uh, aware of transgender issues. But we want more intervention, we want budget allocation in the future, 
and I think we will get to see that as well right. because you know the, the, if we see the pattern, hmm. uh, so the government is you know showing a uh, showing a favorable pattern right. for transgender rights. Uh, hmm. But I think we as trans activists, hmm. as the civil society, we need to support government, we need right. to push government to to you know to um, to be quick in, hmm. in, in response, to be quick in uh, protecting transgender hmm. community, and specifically we need to have a really you know. Um, we need to create an enabling environment for trans okay. people where they feel safe, where they feel protected, right. um, and um, because you know that is this, this is uh, something which is very relevant mm. today that we see um, uh, huge violence cases. Mm. Uh, there have been so many murders of the trans exactly. community in the past few years, but none of the culprit got uh, convicted. Yeah. So I think a government should have. A panel of pro bono lawyers yeah. who can fight, who can you know be um, uh, the lawyers for the trans people. There should be strong follow up on these cases. And I think sensitization within the criminal justice system is extremely yes. important. We see, I think, what is lacking is support from the criminal justice system. Where yeah. you see that there is not enough support or not enough actual positive steps being taken for the protection of this community. Yes. And, um, this is one of the things that I guess um, we will like to see in the future, definitely. Yeah. And we'll see how that works out. But generally, when you're engagement with other um, transgender organizations or um, organizations that are working to protect transgender rights, what do you see? Uh, are these being, do they engage with the government? Um, are they being well responded to? Or have you just been like... No. Um, uh... I will take you back to 2017 mm -hmm. when we started the uh, law drafting process. Right. So that time, government, uh, you know, started uh, having an inclusive approach. Mm -hmm. They took transgender people, the transgender activists, and transgender mm -hmm. organizations on board. Right. Uh, so all the transgender organizations in Pakistan they played a very important role in the drafting of the transgender law. Yeah. And then, um, uh, I mean, for the past two years, whenever we have any consultation at mm -hmm. the Ministry of Human Rights. We yeah. do invite trans-led organizations, mm -hmm. we do invite uh, the community members. Uh, so I think that is very, uh, uh, this is something which is uh, excellent right. because Definitely. government is now following the inclusive approach. Exactly. Because you need to, you know, take the feedback and listen to the concerns of the community exactly. for whom you are making these yeah. um, uh, policies. Mm -hmm. so I think so, so yes, the so government is following inclusive And I think that is reflective within the act and the rules as well. Yeah. You see that they are contextualized. You see that they have not been made by some person sitting exactly. in a room. They have been made. I mean, yes, that, I think that is something which is which is amazing. Right. Because, you know, we we have seen in the past that there have been different, uh, different laws have been made right. uh, without the concern of the relevant exactly. stakeholders. Mm -hmm. But I think now... Whenever there is any, uh, you know, policy making initiative happening for the transgender people, we mm -hmm. do see transgender activists. We do see transgender uh, community-based organizations yeah. present, and you know, and they are in a very active um, right. role. I think I would also like to give the credit to the transgender movement in Pakistan, mm -hmm. the activists in Pakistan, right. that um, you know they are very visible now. They are and active brave. and they are brave, brave. and yeah. So I think. Uh, yes, I would like to you know give credit to my fellow trans activists yeah. in the country who are doing a great job. And just my final question now: um, the transgender protection uh, rights rules have just come up in yes. 2020, right? What can you tell us about them? 
what are the rules? I'm very what happy are they that the rules achieve? are now uh, you know, approved by the cabinet yeah. because I was uh, part of the team hmm. who drafted uh, the transgender rules 2020. Right. So basically, rules uh, uh, you know uh, explain how the act has to be implemented. Hmm. Uh, what government organizations are responsible for the implementation of every section of the act. Mm. Uh, so we worked really hard, um, you know, yeah. for, uh, for the drafting of the rules. It does and seem like it. They're very, very Yeah, drafted. so they were very detailed yeah. because, exactly. you know, um, uh, we were having continuous feedback from mm. the transit organizations. We had, you know, consultations with, right. with all the government organizations mm. and with uh, the transit community also. Mm. And being a trans person myself, yeah. uh, so, you know, so I was able to highlight the, the, you know, the minute exactly. uh, details which which uh, had to be there. So I'm really glad that uh, the rules uh, got approved by the cabinet. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I, 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 and now I look forward uh, to its effective implementation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Aisha, for coming in. Um, and we hope to again engage with you and see you. And um, we hope we can... Um, again talk to you and discuss the issues of the community and we hope we can actually help and provide a platform to the community as well for their concerns. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you.